Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and the greatest tag team wrestler of all time, Bully Ray and I talk about AEW Dynamite from Wednesday night. And man, what a show, top to bottom. We talk about the opening tag match with the Bucks. Also, we got to get into MJF and Sammy Guevara in the main event of Dynamite. Also, we get into the greatest of all time, the voice of pro wrestling, the one and only Jim Ross, right now on the Busted Open Podcast. First of all, I love what they're doing with MJF and Sammy Guevara, especially Sammy Guevara, Bully, because that is how you take a babyface wrestler and take him to the next level. And they've done a really good job with Sammy Guevara, especially what they did at the pay-per-view. And unfortunately, uh, AEW had a rough time since the pay-per-view because they've been moving nights and times, and it's been a crazy time. But now they're back on Wednesday nights which is good to see. Um, and moving forward, I would think that they're consistently going to be on uh, Wednesday nights. And starting next week, they're going to be out on the road. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the AEW fan base in different areas and different cities other than just Jacksonville. But we talked about the crowd reaction. And that match started off hot. It started off like a really good wrestling match, and then they really built the story from there. So overall, Bully, how did you feel about that main event match last night? I, I really liked the main event, <clears throat> and it, it got me thinking about how, you know, younger wrestlers always need veteran wrestlers to help get them to the top. But there's also another way, and that's to rub each other to the top. And I think that's what Sammy and MJF did last night. And that's why I'm a little bit more... I'm going to be a little bit more lenient this morning with my analysis of the match, especially those big moves that got, that got kicked out of. You know, Sammy, a part of the inner circle being surrounded by, you know, vets like Jericho and Hager and MJF, 
obviously doing the stuff with Jericho that he did. Both of them had the benefit of having Chris Jericho by their side, getting the rub bite, you know, from Jericho and Jericho just overall helping them to become better performers, learning from Jericho. But now it was just Sammy and MJF alone last night in an, in a, in a main event and in a big main event for Dynamite because it's their first week back on Wednesday nights. Both of those guys got over last night through their work and their match. You could listen to the crowd and you know that, and you could watch the crowd and know that. And sometimes you have to be of the mentality of going to go up there, you know, it's almost like a screw it. We're just going to go out there to do whatever we have to do to get over. Because I don't think anybody is looking at that match from last night and going, well, maybe they are, because the last caller said, you know, that the Tombstone pile driver getting kicked out of was entirely too much. And in theory, I agree with that. I don't like to see a springboard diamond cutter get kicked out of. I don't like to see a Canadian destroyer get kicked out of. I think you can use these moves and use them what they're supposed to be for, which was originally intended to be finishes. But as the boys do, and I'm not just talking about Sammy and MJF, they take moves and they start to prostitute them because we're always looking for the bigger and better finish. Eventually, you're going to get to a point where we can't think of bigger and better finishes. And if these bigger and better finishes are are to be utilized, they're probably going to become more dangerous. And if they're more dangerous, that's not good for the talent. I really enjoyed last night. I'm going to let the shit go that I don't think is technically right for a match because both guys got over and that's what both guys need to continue to do. AEW does a a really great job of getting over their younger talent. Let's take a look at MJF. Let's take a look at Sammy Guevara. Let's take a look at Orange Cassidy. Let's take a look at Darby Allen. That's four talents right there off the top of my head that I'd like to see in the ring just as much as any veteran that they have. Yeah. NXT does a great job of developing their younger talent, but then they move on to the main roster, and sometimes they, they, a lot of times they get screwed with and toyed with on the main roster, and they never become as great as they were you know, in NXT. I don't see that happening in AEW. I see a natural progression of younger talent. I see AEW getting over their homegrown talent, much like ECW used to get over their homegrown talent, and even TNA. Because remember, who was the homegrown talent in the TNAs? You had the AJ Styles and the Samoa Joes. Bobby and the, Roode. And, and the yeah. Bobby Roos and the Kazarians and the Daniels. And you might say, oh, but yeah, they worked on the independence here and independence there. No, the independents don't count when it comes to mainstream television exposure. On TNA, TNA, AJ Styles and Samoa Joe had the benefit of Spike Television. Um, with, with AEW, these younger talents have the benefit of TNT and moving on to next year, TBS. <clears throat> so this is the homegrown talent that is getting over. And what you want, it's kind of like, I know I know you're not a, Star War, a huge Star Wars fan, Dave, but, you know, uh, a Sith Lord... Um, always want to find a Padawan who will one day strike him down and become stronger than he ever was. And that's what you want in wrestling. You want to build up your younger talent to the point where one day they're going to be able to strike down the biggest babyface or the biggest heel so they can go on to become the biggest babyface and heel, thus carrying on the company, making more money and generating more money and so on and so forth. So yeah, that's I, why I, I'm not going to be as critical 
of last night as I could be because I enjoyed the match and I understand that both guys are just throwing it all out there to get over. Yeah, and I was watching it last night uh, here in, in my office and I don't have a clock. So I didn't have my That's phone. That's Violetta's my... office. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's my... She designed it. It's her office. <laughs> well, she's got the great touch. Look how wonderful it looks. Yeah, but she does. Yeah, she does. She's... <laughs> Easy. It's my wife you're talking about. Um, but you know what? So I didn't see the time. So when I was watching that match, like, I, I wasn't like, all right, it's going to end here. Or no, it's not going to end here because there's still eight minutes left in the show. Which, by the way, is a wonderful way to watch a main event on whether it's WWE television or AEW. Now, I know with NXT, they kind of have the leeway to go a little over on USA those nights where AEW doesn't, Raw doesn't, SmackDown doesn't. So, seriously, I, I recommend everybody, like, turning off their phones and not looking at the time when they're watching the, at this main event. When he did the, the tombstone pile driver off the ropes, Bully, I, I would have bet the house that that was the end of the match. Like, I thought it was over. To see him kick out, it was a bit much. I was like, you got, I actually coming out of my mouth was like, you got to be shitting me. How do you not end the match with that? But at the same time, the crowd react, they panned to the crowd and you saw mouths wide open like, oh my God. And, and, and you know, we use this line a lot when it comes to pro wrestling, right? It puts smiles on people's faces because as soon as that, that mouth closed, there was a smile. So to go back to your point, how can I fault that? How can I say AEW was wrong when the crowd was that into it? And thank God we have crowds back, Bully. Thank you. Uh, because it means so much more to a match. I don't know what that match would have been like if there wasn't a crowd in attendance. If that was an empty arena or just the wrestlers at ringside, it definitely we would be talking about a completely different match right now if it wasn't for that crowd. But if you're going to kick out of a tombstone pile driver, what are you going to have to do next? So it was a tombstone pile driver from the second rope. What are you going to have to do next? A tombstone pile driver from the top rope? And then to kick out of that, what are you going to do? An acai moonsault tombstone pile driver with a cherry lime Ricky twist? I mean, when is it, when is enough enough? It's like, uh, I, now I've been preconditioned to people kicking out of a diamond cutter. Now I've been preconditioned to people cu cu kicking out of a Canadian destroyer. I love those finishes. I've gone on record to say that if anybody's going to do a Canadian Destroyer, his name is, should be Petey Williams, and that's it. I love the Diamond Cutter so much that I invented a tag team move after it. Yep. Because these are legitimate finishes. Tombstone Piledriver, you think of Undertaker, you think of Kane. Now we got guys, you know, a third of the size of them kicking out of it. Like, I'm not trying to sound like one of those old grumpy guys because I don't believe in that. But there is a point to it. Like, when is enough enough? Like, if you would have hit the tombstone pile driver and got the three count, different story. But now we're kicking out of it. So let me hit you with a real tombstone pile driver off the second rope and see if you kick out. No, your neck would be broken and you probably <laughs> would never be able to walk again. But, I mean, but in the world of pro wrestling, it's different. And the crowd was buying into it. And like you, I'll give them a little leeway. 
for what we saw last night. Their return to Wednesdays, their last their last show at Jacksonville, and the crowd was into it. Hard to complain. The match top to bottom was great. And I love the way that it ended, Bully, because it needed to end that way. It needed to end with Sammy Guevara flat on his back and with Jericho flat on his back outside the ring. Because, listen, when it comes to this story lately, it's been about the inner circle and not the pinnacle. It needed to be an empire, to, to, to phrase Star Wars, it needed to be Empire Strikes Back last night. You probably need to have a little bit more Empire Strikes Back when it comes to this story because I thought that was a great way to end it. They could have gone the easy way, had a happy finish, last match at Jacksonville for a while, had that video package, which we'll get into in a little bit as well. But that was the perfect way to end that show last night. Have you, you've heard the term working for the pop, right? Yes. Do you understand what working for the pop means? Yeah, you're, you're craving the attention uh, from the crowd. It means that you're only doing what you're doing so you get the crowd to pop. And getting the crowd to pop is, is what you want to do, but not all the time. You want to take them on a roller coaster, the pop being an aspect of taking them on the roller coaster. When I watch AEW... The majority of the time, I see the boys working for the pop. I don't see enough working for the match. And if the match is done the right way, you're going to get your pops. Now, last night, I was pleasantly surprised in the opening tag match. Because normally, you see the Young Bucks working for the pop. Last night... In a miraculous turn of events, you saw the Young Bucks, Eddie Kingston, and Penta working for the tag match, and they got their pops while working for the match. I found it really interesting last night, Dave. Yesterday was an interesting day. Mm -hmm. I asked Tony about, you know, the tag matches and the rules and the refereeing. Tony said he didn't see a problem with the refereeing or the rules. I disagree. I think a lot of people out there disagree. But as the owner of the company, his answer was he'd not see a problem with it. I did bring up the Young Bucks. I did bring up Rick Knox. And at the end of that part of the conversation, I think Tony said something to the effect of, Oh, I, I see your point on that, or I'll take mm -hmm. that into consideration, or something of that. I don't want to misquote Tony. When was the last time you ever saw the Young Bucks have a legitimate tag match on Dynamite? Last night. <laughs> Before last night. It's, I don't think they have. When it comes to certain rules and things, they, they stretch it to the max, is, would be a nice way to put it. When was the last time you saw Rick Knox actually act like a referee and do the things a referee is supposed to do? Last Before last night, Slim Pickens. Now, all of a sudden, Dynamite opens up with a tag match in which the members, all four members, are adhering to the rules. They're listening to the referee. The referee is admonishing them if they do something wrong. And what did you think of last night's tag match? You know what, Bully? I, I, you still had the excitement that you always have. You still had the, 
the 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 moves that you you normally have, you know, in a young bucks match. Like all I mean, bully and and the essence it's what you've been preaching for a long time when it comes to certain tag matches on AEW. Like it's just the little things that are going to matter because you have to adhere, adhere to the rules and it's not going to take anything away from the match and it's not going to take anything away from the hits that you're going to get in the match. And last night was the perfect example because you had Knox counting. Okay? You had the breaking of the count. All those things happened last night and it didn't affect the flow. It didn't affect the excitement. And you still got the hits that you normally get in their tag matches. And I believe, my opinion, it made the match more exciting because it gave everything time to breathe. Last week, you asked Tony about giving things on the show time to breathe. Mm -hmm. Last night, I'm watching this tag match, and I saw so many more aspects of a tag team match with these four guys that I never get to see with the Bucks because everything is moving so fast, I don't have a minute to digest anything. And it's always on to the next move, on to the next spot, next move. Now it's just like pop, 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 pop. Whoa. There's more to pro wrestling than just the pop. There's the shine. There's the heat. There's the, there's the hope. Last night, there was, an, there was a moment during the heat where I heard fans definitively booing the Bucks. Nick Jackson started doing his Randy Savage stuff. You heard people booing in the heat. You got to fully understand what's going on. That was a psychologically sound tag team match. Shine, heat, comeback, finish. And they still got to do all of their moves. Yep. You got to see Eddie Kingston have a little bit of fire and hope. I loved it when Eddie was down on his knees facing the hard camera. The Bucks were both kicking him in the back, right? And Eddie started to fire. Now he started to fire up. Like, enough's enough. Almost like that old school Hulk firing up. He gets up. He punches one guy. He punches another guy. He catches a super kick to the jaw. And he's like, screw you. And he's about to fire up. And he turns around. And he catches another one and another one. That's good stuff right there. You're showing me your heart and not lack thereof. You're showing me your fire, but then you're showing me how the Bucks were able to take back over with a couple of good super kicks. Everything was understandable. There was a good pace. It was easy to digest. I was able to invest in my baby faces. I wanted to see a hot tag. I wanted to see the heels get beat up. You never get to see that in these Bucks style matches because they're going a mile a minute. And let me tell you, people, I'm a big fan of the Bucks and their new mentality. I've gone out of my way to text them on the side to let them know that I I really enjoy the, this direction with their new characters and the spin on their characters. I've always found them very exciting, and I've always thought that they could be even more exciting if they would stick to those old-school rules and the foundation of tag wrestling. And last night, I got it. Listen, people, it's not about me being able to say, I told you so, or me being right. It has nothing to do with it. It has to do with 
them getting it right. And I mean, when I mean them, it's AEW or Impact or WWE or any of the people that I critique on this show. And what gives me the right to do this? I kind of been there and done that and understand it just a little bit. And if you didn't think that last night's tag match was more exciting than any other match that the Bucks have, I'm sorry, you're just jaded and you don't want to open up your mind to what good tag team wrestling is supposed to look and feel like and sound like. If there's anything you disagree with, LaGreca, come at me and come at me hard. Bully, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, I've talked about how um, how much I, and I've said this many times on the show, I respect the Young Bucks. I think they're one of the best tag teams over the last decade, but they're not my cup of tea because I do like a little bit more storytelling in my matches. And when it comes to that, it's, it's kind of like a movie where you have the big chase scene. Well, that's fine. You could have the chase scene, but there needs to be a story surrounding that chase scene. Listen, whether you're a big Young Bucks fan or you're not, last night's tag match was great. I really do believe that. And there's a way to do the, 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 the car chase while having a little bit of structure and story. And they did that. And you need it, especially with the Young Bucks. Now, when Bully says Indy-rific, there's a lot of different ways that you can go with Indy-rific. One of it is the fact that Indy-rific means it's on the indie scene which means you're not on TV every week, which means that when you're, when you're, you're on TV, you're going to have to tell a little bit of a story because if you do the same match that you did the week before and the week before that and the week before that, it's going to become stale and commonplace, which is the last thing that you want to do on a national TV product. The way the Young Bucks are presenting their, their matches, especially last night, by telling a story, and by defining a character that shines and seeps through in the match, now I'm looking forward to the next Young Bucks match next week on AEW Dynamite. I can't say that I felt that way before about the Young Bucks, but I do now, especially after what I saw last night, Bull. And the referee, Rick Knox, finally acted like a referee should be acting, and he did his job. And to Tony Khan, who came on the show yesterday and did not seem to think that there was a problem, I think in the amount of time after our interview and the show went on the air, he must have identified the problem and relayed that message to the Bucks and to Knox. So, Tony, thanks for having an open mind and listening because I believe you gave us a better tag team match last night than you've given us in a long time. And also, too, you know, if, if you disagree, put on a Young Bucks match from six months ago and put on that match from last night. You're still getting, as Jericho says, you know, the smashes, the trashes, and the hits and everything else that's thrown in there. But you also had a co- cohesive story in the ring that defines the new Bucks character. Dave, when you're riding a roller coaster, what makes the highs of the roller coaster so much fun. The anticipation, that build, that that slow build to the top right before you drop. And you can't have the slow build to the top if you don't have what? The bottom. 
You got yeah, yeah, you you to have somewhere. the bottom. You got to yeah. have a bottom. So the initial the initial roller coaster starts with that, you know, that big descent and then that big drop. And then along the way you get mini drops and mini peaks and this that's the roller coaster ride you should be bringing the audience on in a tag match. That's why there's subsets of a tag match. Setting the heat, getting the heat, hope spots, false tags, comebacks, false finishes. All these things are are what good tag team wrestling, great tag team wrestling is all about. But most of the time, when you get an AEW tag match, it's all about the spots and the false finishes. That's it. Look at all the stuff that you've left out. For the first time in a long time, I heard a crowd emotionally invested in a Bucks tag match because they wanted to see the Bucks get their asses kicked. They were more behind Eddie last night. They were more behind Penta last night because they were given a chance to slow it down and get behind people and emotionally attach. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Serious XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93 anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern as we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Serious XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. Looking for a new show to dive into? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new. Because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like the full season of FX's epic limited series Shogun. FX's new international spy thriller The Veil, starring Emmy and Golden Globe winner Elizabeth Moss. And don't miss the all-new crime series Under the Bridge, inspired by shocking true events and starring Riley Keough and Lily Gladstone. It's all new, and it's streaming now on Hulu. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Let's talk about mistakes and accountability for one second. Sorry, Nation. Hold on one moment, please. I noticed some social media shit yesterday and this morning. Rick Knox made a mistake last night in his match, right? Yes. Okay, whatever. Mistakes happen. They've happened to me. They've happened to everybody in the ring. Rick Knox goes on social media after that match, and he goes, that was an exciting tag match. Quit your bitching. As to say, forget about my mistake. So zero accountability on Rick Knox. Takes no accountability on his own. For his mistake. Just going, hey, that was a great tag match. Everybody just shut up. All right, Rick. Well, you you made a mistake. So how about you own up to your mistake? Last night, as Dynamite is going off the air, JR makes a mistake. What did JR do on social media today? He he went on social media and says, hey, listen, that's on me. I made I'm paraphrasing here, but yep. he took accountability. I was really upset. First of all, I was upset that the miss, not upset at Jr. for the mistake, but just like, damn, you know, because I I knew what was gonna happen, that, that and I was afraid to pick up my phone because, and I tweeted right away, just like people, relax, mistakes happen. The guy's a fucking legend. He's the greatest of all time. Mistakes happen. I said, you know what? I'm going back on the air. For the first time in over a week, I'm sure I'm going to make some mistakes. Mistakes happen. But all this shit, oh, he should retire. He's mailing it. Fuck you. He's, first of all, he's not mailing it in. That's number one. I actually thought that he had an exceptional night last night. JR, I thought, was great last night. He made a mistake. The guy worked for a company for over 25 years. He's used to saying WWE a hundred times a night. Give him, give it, give it a break. Okay, he's signing off and accidentally oh, said WWE. Oh, but Dave, you're a JR apologist. Not an apologist. You're a, you're a WWE apologist. If it's not all AEW all day long, we don't like you. Do you know, Bully, and I and I say it to you at the beginning of every show, greatest tag team wrestler of all time. JR is the greatest voice in the history of pro wrestling. Do you understand what it's like to be the best? Like, seriously. Yes, like, I do. Yeah. yeah yes, you know. I do. As a matter of fucking fact, I do. You know what it's, you know the, the work that this man puts in, and then he's got to hear from somebody about retire? Who are you? to tell somebody when they should retire. The only person that other than JR would be the person who pays JR. And that's not even to retire. That's if if Tony Khan doesn't like the job that JR is doing, then Tony Khan can let JR go. And I can't see Tony Khan letting JR go. Why? Because JR is doing a phenomenal job. He made a mistake. He made a mistake. Guy's Freudian a legend. Freudian slip. So what? Is it unfortunate? Yes, it's unfortunate. 
Does does should it cost a man his job? Absolutely, especially a man with the years and the, and the amazing calls. If you take a look at the most iconic calls of all time, more than half are from Jim Ross. Could you imagine uh, living a day in the life of all of these bottom feeders who went after JR last night? Like spending 24 hours with them and nitpicking every mistake they made in life? In life. I have but a, people, I, I, but I people have, have nothing better to do because they're miserable with themselves, so they have to jump on the bandwagon of burying other people. Half of these people are 14-year-old children who don't know any better with profile pics of anime of, characters. Or, or, other, or other people, or, yeah. you know, or the, yeah. or, of other people, of their favorite wrestlers. So you're you're a wrestling fan. You love pro wrestling, and you're gonna go after the greatest voice in the have some respect for God's sake. And what would those people say if they were standing running right in front of Jr. They, they would ask like, for oh, his autograph. Oh, Jr., can we have your autograph? You're the yep. best. We love you, Jr. And then they get home and you suck, Jr. Because they're on a phone or a computer. Oh. There's a word for people like that. It starts with a C, and it's not a coward. That guy, the man made a mistake. Do you think, do, let me ask you something. First of all, I guarantee you, probably JR, because of the verbiage that he's used so many times, probably didn't even realize that he made a mistake. All right? Okay. You're right. You ready for this, Dave? Go ahead. When you just said he didn't even realize he made a mistake? At 10.15 last night, 15 minutes after AEW went off the air, I texted JR and I said, don't sweat it, JR. You're still the greatest. JR texted me right back. He goes, did I F something up, big man? What's wrong? P.S. Hope all is well. I almost didn't even have the heart. I didn't even have the heart to tell him. He just texted me back a little while ago. And I'll read the text from JR to me. He said, I wasn't even aware I screwed up when I read your text. I made a mistake. I own up to it. I'll live. That's a man. That's a man. Bully. That is a John Wayne cowboy hat wearing man who owns up to his mistake. Period. End of story. I didn't mean to cut you off before, but I wanted to give you a little bit of that personal insight into the fact that 15 minutes after the show, nobody even smartened JR up. Yeah. Probably like, out because of they didn't. They, out of respect. Hey, JR made a mistake. What are we going to do? Throw it in his face? JR, with the type of performer JR is, do you know how hard he is on himself? knowing that he made that mistake. And personally, I know how hard JR would have been on himself. That's why I wanted to send a tweet, uh, a text to a friend going, don't sweat it, you're still the best. Because I know he was probably beating the shit out of himself inside. And you want to try to make somebody feel better about themselves in the midst of the mistake. But no, let's jump on social media. Let's dogpile on the rabbit. Oh, I got dogpile on last night so bad. Yesterday was a hell of a dogpiling day for Bully Ray, and I wound up trending for it. 
Keep piling on. Keep piling on because nobody can handle it more than me. I'm the king of generating heat. I'm the king of it. I'm the best at it. I'm so good at getting fucking heat, I'd turn MJF babyface. Hey, you made comments? Stand by your comments. I stand by everything I say. Okay. I'll stand by everything I'll say. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, but to your point, I, I tweeted out. I said, I said, listen, mistakes happen. Believe me, I'm sure I'll make a ton tomorrow on the air. My first day back from vacation. Jim Ross is a fucking legend, the greatest of all time. Jim Ross not didn't text me. Jim Ross didn't comment on my tweet. He quote tweeted. And he said, thanks, Dave. It's all on me. No excuses. To quote what Hall of Famer Bully Ray just said, that's a man. That's a man right there. And you know what? He's... I would say to Jim, you didn't even need, you didn't need to do that, Jr. You fucking made a mistake. Who cares? He's got to go on social media. I mean, please. My God, who the hell? For the people that are 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 jumping on this, who the who the hell are you? Who the hell? What did you ever do? When were you ever the best at something? How many WrestleManias did that. you call? How many iconic moments did you call? Or when you get older, how many iconic moments will you call? Let me say something. This man's the greatest. He's a Hall of Famer. And listen, you're nothing. You are nothing. So how the hell do you go on social media tagging him and hashtagging AEW Dynamite to take a shot at a man that's the best of all time. What the hell have you done? What the hell have you done to do that? You have done nothing, and you are nothing. It's indicative of what type of human beings some AEW fans really are. And I'm not even saying AEW fans... Because some of the some are WWE like most just, of them are AEW fans, Dave. I'm sure. I'm sure. Trust but me. But you know what? But you know what, bully? You know who they all are? They're all wrestling fans. This is one of our own. This is a guy who gave you so many special moments. That's you know, as he'll admit, you know, near the end of his career. Okay. That I am thankful for as a wrestling fan that is continuing to do it. Because I'm sure uh, financially, he doesn't need to. But I'm glad that he does because we need a Jim Ross. We need a JR. And this is a guy who has given you so much. And he makes a mistake. And it's it's one thing to be like, ha ha, laugh, LOL. But to, but, to, but to say to this man that he needs to retire and that he's mailing it in, shame. You know what? For those people who tweeted that, shame on you. Shame on you. You don't really love wrestling. You're not a wrestling fan. You're not. You're not. You're an asshole. That's what you are. You're not a wrestling fan. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. 
The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.